Welcome to another edition of Religion and Rock. I'm Monsignor Jim Vallone, and here he is our producer and engineer, Mr. Stephen Chaldone. Hello there. Good day to you, sir. How are you doing? Buddy boy, doing good. I like that, uh, you know, first of all, storms have passed. Amen, hallelujah. Yes, And, yes. Uh, you know, there's always new storms brewing, of course. That's <laughs> it, driving us crazy. But, uh, you know, cooler weather kind of came in, and I love that. I get all these crisp, yep. crisp mornings. And, you know, I'm a fall guy. I love the fall. So I'm, that's kind of my time, you know. I like the crisp mornings. What I like more is opening the windows at night and just sleeping. Sleeping when yeah, it's 50 true. degrees out with a whole, with every window open in the house. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's something beautiful about it. This is a very beautiful time of year. And it's a great time of year to kind of think about our lives a little bit, reflect a little bit. I was talking to a guy the other day. I think you remember him, Craig Holmes. Oh, yeah. You know, 51 years old now. He was a wow. teenager. Last time we he, was a, he was a kid. But what's cool about it is he's like, I'm thinking about my life a lot now. I'm like kind of thinking back and thinking through things and stuff. It's kind of cool. I think as we get older, we naturally do that kind of stuff. We kind of look back and uh, we're kind of writing the prologue to life, you know, looking around and saying, wow, this is really an amazing life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of our life is like discovering new things about ourselves, discovering old things about ourselves. You know, it's kind of a cool thing. Or, or reminding ourselves of things that we have forgotten that we knew we did, because, you know, you look at pictures and you forget that you did things and you see these things from when you're kids and you're like rediscovering. Oh, it's like, I yeah. did that. I did I'm that doing too. That with my dad. I'm bringing my dad a bunch of pictures. Great to bring back those memories, you know, the great memories we have. So we're all about discovery on religion and rock today, how God helps us to discover discover ourselves and how we need to discover God more clearly in our lives, kind of growth and holiness, which is so important. I think, you know, for all of us, that gift of discovery is a beautiful gift. There's now and then there are those moments I'll never forget. I'll never forget the first time I drove with a license. You know, like I had my car <laughs> and I didn't have a car, but my mom loaned me her car. Mm-hmm. And it was an amazing moment. I drove to Pizza Town in West Babylon and I got a slice and a soda for the first time on my own. And, and that- it was like the best feeling in the world. It was amazing. <laughs> the best drive you had. I remember yeah. the first time I took my solo drive. I also remember my first ticket too. <laughs> yeah, well, see, there you go, Sheldon. So it's a kind of interesting thing. Like, I think we discover things about ourselves as life goes on. And there's a certain gratitude. So I think this whole process that I'm talking about today, mm-hmm. there's gratitude connected to this. This is not just something where we're, you know, reminiscing and being melancholy. Not at all. I think it's about gratitude. And I think it's also about direction in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Discovery has direction connected to it, you know? So when we discover stuff, kind of gives us the map for the future. And I think we kind of right. need it. Well, and you got to you got to follow the map if you discover something and it's telling you you one way, you know, if, if you're discovering you're drinking a lot, then you maybe need to discover if you're on, on a path to alcoholism. To yeah, there you go. If you see that, uh, you can't just ignore it. If it's laid out in front of you, you kind of can't say, well, I'm not going to discover that. You discovered it. Now you got to act on it and do something about it. Or you could choose to ignore it, which is also right. that other part. Of it. So, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the whole way in out. So that's what we're looking mm-hmm. at in religion and rock today, like asking God to help us to discover ourselves, but also discovery is part of that relationship with God. Discovery is part of the spiritual life, because as we look within our lives, you know, and examine ourselves, you know, we kind of find God buried down there. And there's something beautiful about that. So, you know, there's a lot of potential for us here today. I think there's a lot of potential to kind of to grow and, and learn new things about ourselves, but also to develop a little bit of a deeper relationship with our God, too. It's all mixed up into one great show today. Chaldon's got some awesome music. It's all about discovery as we look at this beautiful time of the fall. To start us off today, that's Bruce Springsteen you're going to hear, Blinded by the Light. Madman, drummers, bombers, and then 
Indians in the summer with a teenage diplomat. In the dumps with the mumps as the adolescent pumps his way into his hat. With a boulder on my shoulder, feeling kind of older, I trip the merry-go-round. With this very unpleasing sneezing and wheezing, the calliope crashed to the ground. Some old hothead showers in for hot spots, snapping his fingers, clapping his hands. And some flesh bomb mascot was tied to a lover's knot with a whatnot in her hand. And now young Scott with a slingshot finally found a tender spot and throws his lover in the sand. Shot, save the bug shot, turn up the band Yeah, she was blinded by the light Oh, cut loose like a deuce Another runner in the night Blinded by the light She got down, but she never got tight But she'll make it all right
as Bruce Springsteen starting us off blinded by the light is another part of our lives, right? Even with discovery, sometimes we're blinded by our own vision. Sometimes we get so caught up in something, we can't even see the other side of it. So, for example, if we're in an argument and we're really arguing, we believe our point so strongly, we can't even see the other person's point. I think sometimes it's about being able to think creatively, also think critically, and say, do I have to be right all the time? Maybe I'm not going to be right this time. It's okay. I think it's about balancing that out somehow, and that's part of the discovery in our lives. I think as we get older, we discover that sometimes we're wrong. <laughs> and I think as I was a kid, I didn't really realize that sometimes I'm wrong. I was like, everybody else is wrong, not me. But I think as we get older, we say, wait a minute, I got to think about this. I'm actually wrong on this thing, or I could modify this and be absolutely fine. And that helps us to not be so blinded by insight, to be blinded by our thinking that we're always right. So it's about being realistic, and I think it's a great way to start a show on discovery, thinking about how we sometimes get blind to our own opinion, our own philosophy, our own um, political stance, and we need to be open to others. That's how this country works together and we kind of get out of all the jams that we get ourselves in. Here's the police synchronicity.
Boy, when I was a kid, I played the heck out of this album, The Police Synchronicity. Interesting word, right? I think they made this word up. When something's synchronized, you know, it all works together. So you go to an automated factory, everything's synchronized, and it kind of makes whatever you want to make believe. It makes Cocoa Puffs, right? Because it, it has to be all synchronized. In our lives, we need synchronicity too. We need things to kind of go together and work together so things are united. So it's sort of mind body, heart, and soul. Those things kind of have to come together, and that's faith that kind of links them together to one another so that everything is kind of synchronized. You know, there's something about that that's beautiful and important. Like, if you think about it, you're watching, think about synchronized swimming, um, a dance, or something like that. It's all synchronized, and it looks beautiful as a whole. So when we are a whole that is synchronized, you know, we kind of become more beautiful. And then think about the people around us. They become more beautiful. So there's something beautiful about this working at synchronicity that's part of all of our lives. That's something we have to really discover in our life and see the power of what that's all about. That's such an important thing. Here's Elton John, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's. Now I know Spanish Harlem are not just pretty words to say Until you've seen this trash can dream come true You stand at the edge while people run you through And I thank the Lord there's people out there like you I thank the Lord there's people out there like you While more leasers and bad hatters, sons of bankers, sons of lawyers, turn around and say good morning to the night. For unless they see the sky, but they can, and that is why. They know not if it's dark outside or God has got a lot of songs to sing If I knew the tunes I might join in I go my way alone Grow my own, my own seed shall be sown In New York City Subway's no way for a good man to go down. Rich man can ride, and the hobo he can drown. And I thank the Lord for the people I have found. I thank the Lord for the people I. For unless they 
Elton John, Mona Lisa's, and Mad Hatter's, you know, that whole maturing process in life, sometimes we discover that, right? There's something powerful about recognizing that. You know, one of my friends from, like, one of my very early days as a priest, I, I just visited him the other day, like, he's 51 years old now, and I say to myself, how did this ever happen? But then I'm 61, so it makes a lot of sense, right? You know, it's a funny thing, when we look at our lives, we see that we mature, that we develop. And there's something beautiful about that. Like, I think a lot of people try to run away from that. They don't want to grow up. They don't want to come across as adult. But in a sense, yeah, we are adults, right? We are adult people. The same thing has to happen, if you think about it, with our faith life. Because if we leave our faith life at the eighth grade level or the seventh grade level or whatever it is, you know, it doesn't really come into the rest of our life in a healthy way. So it becomes almost obsolete because just like we wouldn't play with a toy, from when we were 10 years old, you know, our faith life, if it's from when we were 10 years old, it's not going to fit into our lives now, you know, it has to mature with us. And that's something we have to discover, that process that allows faith to mature, which obviously comes from some sense of prayer in our lives every day. So important. Hey, here's the crash test dummies, the ghosts that haunt me. There's a skeleton everybody's closet I can think of one or two in my own room but I would like to introduce them both to you shake their bony hands and so dispel the gloom cause you're so kind I know you would not mind send away the ghosts that haunt me now and things I fear just wouldn't seem so near When I stroll out late at night Would be nothing rattling at my ears 
comes plaguing me as I lie in bed. But I know if you were sleeping there beside me then, that you would fend them off and they would let me rest. You're so kind, I know you would not mind. Send away the ghost that haunt me now. Yet things I fear just wouldn't seem so near. When I stroll out late at night, would be nothing rattling at my ears. There are nights when the wind comes out of my old place. Sweat pouring down my face and I wait Until the morning test dummies the ghosts that haunt me interesting you know as we spend more time in our lives thinking and reflecting we start to realize how we've learned from our past have you ever done that like you say gee you know i really was on a bad track here but so and so helped me out and they really affected my life in a beautiful way i think about when i was a kid there was a priest in my my parish who was actually from taiwan he had english was not his first language um he had studied psychology i think he was a psychologist but i was like i don't know i was probably 12 years old this guy befriended me i was an altar server and wound up really helping me to determine the rest of my life i haven't seen that guy he went back to taiwan at some point father joseph tang i haven't seen him in a, in a hundred years at the same time i'm always grateful to god for him because as a young boy when i needed direction when i was sort of lost he was there for me you know and i think back all the time and i think about that in, our, in my life i've been blessed to have people who've come in to help me. Those ghosts, if you will, kind of haunt us a little bit, right? They're reminders of our call to gratitude, that discovery and gratitude kind of go together. And you and I are called to be grateful for those people in our lives. Here's Rush, Vital Signs. Thank you. 
As Rush vital signs, you know, that's true in our lives, too, to recognize that we're cool to see the vital signs in our lives that are calling us to some direction. Sometimes we think about stuff. We say, you know, God, give me a sign. Help me to know. We're looking for the like the sky to open like Monty Python. Remember that? And like, you know, God would be in the sky with like this moving mouth and tell you what to do. And that's not the way God works. Right. The signs are there. 
But we need to kind of recognize that, you know, we need to be able to understand that. And I think the only way we do that is we need some kind of contemplation in our lives. Now, look, we're all busy. We have busy things going on and we do things for a living, right? You know, we're mechanics, we're builders, we're people who do all kinds of stuff, nurses, doctors, um, whoever's listening right now, whatever you do, that's part of who you are. But there's this other kind of sign, you know, it's that sign that points beyond just what you do to tell you a little bit more about who you are. That's an important thing because we're more than just what we do, right? Lots of people I know have had, you know, medical issues where they no longer can do what they do, but they're still who they are. And that's an important thing to be able to kind of discern in our lives, to recognize that God has created us to kind of do that kind of stuff. Hey, I'm Monsignor Jim. You're listening to Religion and Rock. We're talking about discovery today. Here's the Scorpions still loving you.
Scorpion Still Loving You. Interesting song, right? Because we look in our lives and you say, wow, you know, love, some love really is forever, right? We think about the love of our parents. There's a love there that's sort of forever. They love us forever. And there's something beautiful about that. My dad's 87. He's in a nursing home. And, you know, like, I talk to him on the phone a couple times a day. I try to visit him if I can every day. It's hard to do, but I try. You know, he's always saying I love you to me. It's interesting, right? Because that's forever. And I say the same thing to him. There's something beautiful about that. And even when these people go home to God, you know, we still love them. And I really believe they still love us. Like my mom, you know, passed away now six or seven years ago, just going on seven. You know, same kind of thing. I know she's still loving me in heaven. I know I'm still loving her here. There's something beautiful about that. That's a great discovery because, see, that changes mourning into some kind of joy that really helps us a lot. We all need that conversion in our lives. We all have suffered loss, but we want to discover that consolation that knows love, which changes everything. Here's Aerosmith, Blind Man. Like 
there's Blind Man Aerosmith. You know that Moody Blues song I'm reminded of here? You know, there's none so blind as those who will not see. So true, right? People who refuse to have vision, people who refuse to see, they are blinded. I remember my Uncle Fred, who was my grandfather's brother. He um, was blind because of cataracts. And back in the 40s, you know, and 50s, there were no operations for cataracts. So if you got cataracts, you lost your vision. And lots and lots of people did, you know. But it was kind of interesting because when I was with Uncle Fred as a little boy, I could swear he was pulling the wool over our eyes because the way he spoke, the way he described things, the way he kind of talked was so beautiful that he was just talking about vision. You could just see it. You could just see that he was seeing more than we could ever imagine. Speaking about being a little boy and, and fishing and all this kind of stuff he would talk about. He's a big Met fan. The way he would describe the game, so such vision. We pray for that vision in our own lives, that we who have the gift of sight or maybe don't have the gift of sight, it's not important to have vision. Vision is something that goes within. Vision is something that lives in our souls and makes life have so much more meaning. We've got to pray for that gift of vision in our lives. And here's Stevie Ray Vaughan. This is called Tightrope. Looking back in front of me, the mirror's a grin.
Walking the tightrope, absolutely. There's a fine line sometimes in discovery, right? Because if we really take a look at our lives, you know, sometimes we discover something we don't want to see. You know, we discover a prejudice. We discover something and say, gee, this is really something I got to work on. It's easier to live in the dark, but ultimately in our lives, you know, living in the light helps us to grow so much. And that's part of our own prayer life, to pray for that vision that's necessary so that we really are not afraid of discovery. Because we can't be afraid of discovery in our lives, right? To discover something in our life is most likely a good thing. Why do we go to the doctor? We go to the doctor to make sure there's something not hiding below the skin, you know, so that we know we're, we're healthy. We have to do the same thing with our spiritual health and with our emotional health. The same thing is to check it out, even to pray about it so that we can identify any issues because that's part of our lives. You and I are called to that. We're called to something more. And it is that tightrope because that, also, that discovery also means change. Hey, I'm drinking way too much. I got to cut way back on drinking. Wait a minute. You know what? I think I think I may be an alcoholic. That kind of process, which isn't that fast, of course, right? But that kind of process changes everything. And you and I are kind of called to that process in every area of our lives. Here's the talking heads, the road to nowhere. Well, we know. Give 
road to nowhere. How many times in our lives do we feel like we're going nowhere? Maybe you know somebody who feels like they're going nowhere. Discovery and direction are good friends, you know? Because when you discover things in prayer, discover things through some reflection, we also get some direction. And that's important in our lives. We need to have some direction. You may be thinking about that. Say, I need a change in my career. I need a change in my life. We need to move somewhere to have a fresh start. Those things are kind of important in our lives. To pray for that direction is such an important thing in our lives. And that's a good thing when we kind of get there to realize, you know, say, yeah, I'm here for a purpose. Like I'm on this earth for a purpose. And discovering that purpose is really what it's all about. You know, when we find that purpose, then connected to that is joy. So it's kind of discovery, direction, but then joy. And that's that process you and I are in, which is not always easy. But that's part of the process that you and I must encounter, really, if we're going to find the meaning of our life here on Earth. Like, why are we here and what are we doing? And is it just to work and go to sleep and then to die? You know, that, that old song, right? No, it can't be that. It's something about that joy that comes from understanding all of this. And that can only come from prayer. Here's the pretenders, human.
pretenders, human, well, there's a great reality for all of us, you know, to discover our humanity, right? To realize that we're not perfect, to realize that it's okay to say you're sorry, to realize that it's okay to forgive. Those are all human things. And by the way, those things kind of connect us with God, don't they? Because those are the perfect things that God does for us, forgives us, loves us, accepts us the way we are. There's something beautiful about that. So in all of our lives, that's what we're called to, that ability to connect in such a way that we're not running away from humanity. You know, there was a time they used to do that and say, well, the only way to kind of get to heaven is you have to be spiritually, you know, divine. Well, no, that's not true. He'll take us, us as we are human. And there's something powerful about humanity. So embrace it and discover the great things that God is doing in your life and grow in that ability to be holy and happy in this world so that we're kind of doing great things for God. You've been listening to Religion and Rock. It's hosted by me, Monsignor Jim Vlaun, and it's engineered and produced by Mr. Discovery, Stephen Sheldon. Have a wonderful week, everyone. And don't forget, say a prayer. <laughs>